I'd gone from never having DJed before to DJing at the Hacienda. We always saw Yang as less of a band and more of a project. Yeah. Whenever I tell someone about like, oh, like what's your band called? It's like, it kind of feels a bit alien to me to mm. call it a band. I still feel like there are loads and loads and loads of bands, but there are still very few that kind of stand out. Back in July 2019, we travelled to Blue Dot Festival. Held in the grounds of the Dodgel Bank Telescope in Cheshire, it was here where we spoke to three artists, each at varying stages of their careers, and with us they discussed their unique routes into the music industry. We also got their thoughts on what social media and the internet's impact has had on the industry, as well as getting their advice for today's up-and-coming artists. First up, we spoke to DJ Paulette, who's performed around the world, including Manchester's iconic Hacienda. Her route is particularly intriguing as she's faced various challenges along the way. Let's hear it now. Well, to start with, the first job I had in the music industry, I was working for Piccadilly Radio when I was 18. And that was the first job. And then I sung in bands for years. And then when I stopped singing in bands, I started DJing. And I fell into DJing by accident. Right. A friend of mine knew somebody who was putting on a party at the number one club and she had run out of money. She asked me if I would do it. She would pay me 30 quid to DJ from nine o'clock till two, non-stop, no break, nobody else playing. And at the time it was a lot of money. I was studying yeah. for my degree as well at Manchester Met and I just thought, yeah, that's a great idea, why not? And I went out and spent 150 quid on records. And from that party, you know, it went so well that, you know, news travelled, news travelled, and the girl that had planned the party went to see the people that were putting flesh on at the Hacienda, and she pitched us for taking their right, second room. Right. And they'd heard how well that party had gone, yeah. so they were like, yeah, okay, go for it, go for it. you do yeah. it. So I'd gone from never having DJed before to DJing at the Hacienda, when I started DJing, I was going and buying records at Eastern Block. I was dissed in Eastern Block because I was the DJ that was playing in a fluffy bra and bikini. They thought I didn't know what I was doing. So with uh, the internet being so prominent with new artists these days, it seems that there's new DJs literally every, every day. minute. <laughs> every and minute. everyone seems to be yeah. a bedroom DJ. Well, everyone, you know, you go to London, you go to Ibiza, yes. you know, it, like, Every 25 yards, everyone's a DJ. Everyone yeah. with a laptop Every and a set of a headphones yeah. is a DJ. Yeah. As soon as somebody puts a Spotify playlist together, they're suddenly a DJ. Yeah. I mean, you've got to put in the grunt work. You've got to yeah. play the parties. You've got to get the parties. a bit chicken and egg, really. Because you need to get the hours, but you need <clears> the parties. And in order to get the party, you need the profile. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, even me at this level, I can find it difficult. Yep. to get onto the next rung of the ladder. Next we hear from Parisian band Junior. The band recently released their second album earlier this year and they spoke about the fascinating benefits bands in France receive. I grew up in the south of France, in Nice, yep. and also in New Mexico for a little bit, which is why I sound American. Yeah. <laughs> and Sony grew up 
in Paris, around Paris. And we met, I think it was, we always say it was like <laughs> six years ago, but actually it was four years ago. Yes. Initially, with the band, we were seven girls, and there was this one drummer girl, and she couldn't come with us to Japan. And I did a post on our Facebook saying I needed someone to come to Japan. And so yes. we had a lot of replies because obviously people wanted to go to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and Swanee replied, and a, lo a lot of other girls too. And I was reading the emails and looking at the videos of the girls that different girls had sent, and I showed Sammy, who records and produces the band, I showed him the video that Swanee sent, and he was like, she's too good for you. She's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna get bored. You can't, like, you're not, yeah. it's not happening. Choose this one, this other girl. She's better because she's not as good. So you should probably choose that one. And I must have unconsciously completely um, forgotten what he said and I replied to her yeah. thinking that I had replied to the other girl right. and when I saw her I was like oh but that's the other girl but I, I didn't reply to the right girl and Swanee was late and anyway it, it, everything kind of went wrong but yeah I took a, it took a while and then I was like oh I think I probed to the other girl the one you said I shouldn't write to and yeah. so it was funny um so in terms of like releasing music in France and England does it differ in any way do you go about it in any it's different very, ways it's very very different because in France we have a wonderful thing we have a lot of shitty things but one of the wonderful things in France is that we have a government that supports arts yeah. in general and specifically music so we have it's, um, I don't know how you call it, it's kind of like unemployment for musicians. Yeah. So basically, if you if you do four and a half concerts, it's, it's really four and a half, which is weird, but if you do four and a half concerts a month, you would get money from the government. They give you um, 1,200 euros a month. Do you think it'd almost be simpler to have kind of made your way in the industry um, sort of like 20, 30 years ago before the internet? Or do you think it's, it is better nowadays that you've got all these options? possibilities or do you think it would have been simpler back then? I think it's very different because I think maybe 30 years ago there were much fewer bands yeah. that actually yeah. could exist and so in a sense but I still feel like there are loads and loads and loads of bands but there's still very few that kind of stand out. The numbers kind of like sort of match in a strange yeah. sort of way but it gives you it gives you the opportunity to sort of show the world what you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you had to give advice to anyone that was starting out now, what would you what would you say? I would say to do as many things by yourself as you can and not depend on anyone and probably try to build as much as you can by yourself and once you once you have built that because it is it's art and it's something that you do because you feel the urgency to do it, but it's also something that you're going to sell, so you have to consider that aspect of it. You have to consider that it is something commercial, so you have to find your economy, you have to find where it fits, you have yeah. to see if you decide that, you know, you want to have something like videos that are going to cost a lot of money, you're going to have to make a lot of money for that. Whereas if you, you know, if you try to find your economy, basically, do as much as you can by yourself and find your economy and then try to find people that you can um, push your stuff onto so yeah. they can help you like sell it. Like find your audience. Kind of thing. Find your audience. Connect with people. Connect yeah. with people. And, and then yeah, and, and knowing how, how good you are or not. I mean, 
knowing yeah. the well, size you, of your ship. But you never know. You never know how but big. But kind of, if you if you if you answer the questions you're you're saying, I mean, you then you can you you know where about. Yeah, but if you're very ambitious, in the music industry, you can be very ambitious and feel like you deserve to be the superstar and be. You know, kind of not a superstar, but have that ambition, mm. and that's a it, it's a drive. It you know it drives you to do stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think that's important. I don't think you. I think you have to accept your own medi mediocrity. Is that a word? Mediocrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you have to accept it at certain times. Yeah. But the rest of the time, you should probably be a little crazy and think you're much more talented than you actually yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, we hear from the duo Yang whose performance at Blue Dot in 2019 was one of their biggest to date. And they gave us an insight into how they go about making music. There's a common myth that young bands believe that getting noticed is like the kind of like someone, some, right, there's there's some truth to it, but like some, um, like I used to believe it a lot when I was in my old band, thinking like um, you're gonna, someone's going to be at your gig and they're going to go, right, we're going to give you this massive record deal and like boom, you're going to be massive overnight. And it's like a lot of bands do believe that because it has happened for some bands. It's just extremely yeah. rare. But if you it, once you like stop thinking about the kind of like we're doing this and one day someone will see us and then we'll be big and like it's fine. If you just think about like that's well, not well, well it's, we focus on the craft instead of focusing yeah. on the people yeah. that listen. Just to just it. be as good. Like, just like, just focus on making music for yourself. Like make music that you like, mm. and there'll be somewhere there's these people that other people that'll like it, and there'll be enough people so that you can make a living off it someday. Hopefully. Yeah. Because we always saw Yang as less of a band and more of a project. Yeah. Whenever I tell someone about like, oh, like what's your band called? It's like it kind of feels a bit alien to me to mm. call it a band. We want we, we just want to push the boat and like just see if we could like see how like or at least I do when I start a song. I I want to see how West I can make a song while it also being consumable and like listenable. How important would you say social media is to? I think in it these is. days it's quintessential. Yeah. Like it's like you can't ignore right. it. And as much as people want, to, as other bands be like, oh, we don't do social media. Like we want to kind of do it the way people used to. It's like it's just not feasible anymore. You have to have a social media presence. I think for someone to stand out from the crowd, they need to be one unique, two be original to themselves. I think if you be yourself, that's all you can do. Like there's no point in like stressing though, because that's not good for your mental health. Like just chill a bit. I'm Ben, and that was Chris. We've been Northern Safari. Thanks for listening. <laughs>